0: Church, Charlotte.
1: Guys may be seated, you may be seated. I love Sundays, it's one of my favorite days of the week. In fact, it is my favorite day of the week, because there's something about getting the word of God, getting recharged for your week, and then attacking the week with the fervency of the passion that God has put inside of you. There's nothing like it. It'll transform everything in your world. I think of Sundays, I think of church, as a recharge, as a recharge. Sometimes we, we think of the house of the Lord as just a place to learn, you know, theology or the Bible and, and all these big terms, but it actually affects our day to day. It actually helps us get through the week. And so I love Sunday for that reason. I love every service that I can get to so that I can feel recharged. But before I go any further, I wanna honor a few people in the house. First, I wanna honor you guys for showing up on Sunday. Why don't you give yourselves a hand clap? Come on, for being present, for loving the house of the Lord. It's amazing. I don't know if you guys know this, this may be a little bit of a secret, but not every church has joyful people. not every church, people have smiles on their face. Not every church has people greeting you with energy when you walk through the door. And so the fact that you guys come to a place like this and you guys are excited and you're passionate about it, that's awesome. And that's worth commending. I want to give honor to the pastoral team here. I know many of them are away, but I give honor to all of them. Of course, I give honor to Pastor Nathan, my my spiritual father, who has raised me up. And I still have a lot of raising to do, according to him. No, he. I, I love him so much. And always a joy to come and be with you guys. I want to give honor to all of the musicians who serve here, who lead us into worship. Come on, for the musicians. And I want to give honor to Sister Charla, the only person besides Nathan and the pastoral team that decided to stick around. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. She is one of my favorite people in the whole world. I said it before and I'll say it again. I love her because she knows how to joke. All right, she knows how to joke. If she she says something and you think she took it seriously, I promise it wasn't that serious. Sister Charla knows how to joke and I love to joke with her because she has thick skin and I have thick skin and we could just dish it out. We could just dish it out where if you guys hear our conversations, you're like, ooh, ooh. (laughs) All right. Also, I love her for one other reason. Because she gives the weather in Charlotte on a weekly basis. And she's more accurate than any channel that you guys have around here. Amen. Who's ready to preach with me today? Who's ready to hear the word today? Who's ready to get recharged today? Amen. 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 Today I want to preach on a very simple title. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Somebody say, stay in, your lane. stay in your lane. Now turn to the person next to you and say it like they just cut you off in traffic. Stay in your lane. In your lane. <laughs> amen. Amen. Awesome. 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 Musicians. Thank you. Now, the thing about lanes is everyone has one. They're not unique to you in the sense that you're the only one who has one or I'm the only one who has one. We all have lanes in our life that provide boundaries, that provide safety, and that provide Direction. Without lanes, without guidance, when we drive at night, it would be kind of hard not to veer off the road, off our path, and get to our destination safely. Lanes in the middle of the night, if we did not have them, We would be in some serious trouble. We would have more accidents than we would otherwise. The reflectors help us see where we're going. They provide safety and safety on our journey. The boundaries that we call lanes, the boundaries by which we travel from point A to point B serve a significant purpose but the truth of the matter is without those lanes we would be lost we would be in serious turmoil our our lanes sometimes seem restrictive but in actuality they're for our benefit how many of you guys have been driving and someone veered into your lane and the spirit inside of you was tested yeah. <laughs> And the thing that you want to shout at that other person is, stay in your lane.
0: Yeah. Yes. Amen.
1: And if you guys are polite Christians like I know you are, you get, you just say, God bless them. <laughs> God bless them. Because you guys are kind. I know you guys don't have any evil inside of you, right? That's, that's not this church. You guys don't... <laughs> wait to pass by them and then look at them so that they know what they did. You guys don't do that with the church sticker on the back. No, (laughs) you guys don't do that, do you? (laughs) But the truth of the matter is, we have to focus on the lane that we have. Philippians 4 and 8 says, Finally, brothers, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is honorable, whatsoever is just, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is commendable, if there be any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And then Proverbs 4, 24 through 27 says, keep your mouth free of perversity. Right. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Amen. Let your eyes look straight ahead. All right. Fix your gaze directly before you. Come on, directly before you. Give careful thought to the past for your feet and be steadfast. Somebody say steadfast. 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 Say it again, steadfast. steadfast. In your ways. Why? Why? Do not turn to the right or to the left. <clears throat> Keep your foot from evil. Keep your foot from evil. In other words, where you're at, make sure that you're on the straight and narrow. Make sure that you're devoted to your path. Make sure that you're sticking to the path that God has for you. The first thing we must do when we're considering our lane, considering our path, is making sure and realizing that our path is a gift from God. Amen that God has called you for a specific purpose, that God has called you for a specific reason, and that the path that you're on is not going to look the same as everybody else's path, but God's going to use you in your lane. God's going to use you in your path. And he called you to it for a reason. Come on. Somebody say, stay in your lane. If you're watching online, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, I don't know where we stream, whether it's YouTube, the metaverse, type in the chat, stay in your lane. There's a reason why God... Place me right where I am because this lane is for me. This lane is for me. It was uniquely gifted, developed, built so that I can flourish and get to where God wants me to be safely and with boundaries. My lane is unique to me. My lane is my calling. My lane is the passion in my heart. My lane is my purpose. There is a reason that you are on earth. There is a reason that you wake up every single morning. And the question is, when you get up, are you thinking about the lane that God has chosen for you? When you wake up out of bed, are you thinking about the plan that God has for you? Because the truth of the matter is that's why we're here. God chose you for something. He chose you for something that he did not choose me for. He chose your lane to go in a different direction than my lane. And that's okay. And that's the beauty of what God is doing inside of you. Every one of us are a little bit different. We have different callings, different giftings different personalities, different strengths, different weaknesses, things that make us tick and things that infuriate us. But we're all a little bit different, but God made us different because the church should not just look like a bunch of clones, but there should be diversity. And when I say diversity, I'm not just talking about race. I'm talking about giftings. I'm talking about gifts of the spirit. I'm talking about your calling. I'm talking about where God is taking you. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: But there's a lot of things that we do on a day-to-day basis that hinder us from reaching our destination. We may be in our lane, but sometimes we veer outside of our lane for reasons that seem like they're beneficial, but in the end are detrimental. And so today, I want to talk about a few of those things, these things that destroy our potential in our lane. The first is other people's opinions. The first is other people's opinion. It's so easy for us to get caught up in what everyone else is saying about us. It's so easy to hear what another person is saying about your leadership style or your serving. It's so easy to hear that and say, you know what, maybe maybe I should do it that way. Maybe I should do it this way. But other people's opinion, when you're resolute and you know what God has called you to do and you know what God has called you to be, will only do one thing. Second guess your calling. It'll make you rethink the reason that you're there. It'll make you rethink the reason that God puts you in that position, the reason why you're serving on that team, the reason that you do what you do on a daily basis. But you have to get to a point where it's no longer about other people's opinion.
0: Right.
1: It's more about what God thinks of me. It's more about God's opinion of me, not even what I think of myself. Oh, come on, somebody. Not even what I think of myself. It does not matter what you say. It does not matter what I say. The only thing that matters is what God says about me. The only thing that matters is how he sees me. I will not allow myself to fall victim to other people's opinion of me there is no progress there the truth is failure will happen to everyone yes. it doesn't matter how long you've been living for God failure is bound to happen
0: yes.
1: But you get back up and you keep swinging and you keep driving and you keep going and you keep waking up and you keep going to work and you keep serving and you keep smiling and you keep loving and you keep hugging because I'm not going to let anyone's opinion of my failure stop me from doing what God has called me to do. I'm going to make sure that in spite of everything else, I'm focused and I'm steadfast. On the promises and the plan that God has for me. When I think of other people's opinions, sometimes it'll weigh so heavily on your conscience. I remember playing the drums, and there was one time I wanted to be a good drummer so bad, so bad. Right. I was a drummer. <laughs> I don't know if I was good, but I wanted to be a good drummer so bad. And I remember it was it was a, it was a big night. It was a big it was a Sunday night service. You guys remember Sunday night service yeah. <laughs> and the house was packed. And I was like, oh, 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 oh." I had the jitters I was ready for. it. I had practice and practice and practice. I knew the song forwards and backwards. But how many know adrenaline changes things? (laughs) When that adrenaline hits, it's like I lost my mind. I did not know how to keep time. What do you mean, one, two, three, four? I lost it. And I remember thinking like, oh man, I'll never live this down. I'll never live this down. And I I remember turning to somebody and I said, I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. (laughs) And that person said something to me that, that forever changed the way that I saw what I do. That person turned to me with a very straight face and said, There's nothing so serious that you have to cry yourself to sleep at night. Nothing so serious that you have to cry yourself to sleep at night. And I remember going home and thinking, all right, well, I'm not going to (laughs) cry. And that stuck with me for so long because... to evaluate why I wanted to cry it wasn't because I tried because I felt good I tried it wasn't because I messed up because everybody messes up I was afraid and embarrassed of what other people thought of that mistake
0: yes
1: and sometimes we're in our journey And we're afraid of what other people think of our failures. We're afraid of what other people see us as when we've made a mistake. But I want to tell somebody, God does not see those mistakes and hold it over your head. God does not see those failures and hold it over your head. Instead, he sees a heart that is willing to try and to try and to move forward and to get up and to go again. I have to let go of other people's opinion of me. If I want to be the best version that God has for me, I could either be world class or I can fit into the world around me. But you don't get both. God made us different. Our journey is different. The next thing, I don't have time for others' opinions when you have a sense of urgency in your calling when you have a sense of passion in what you do not only does opinions hurt you but you don't have time for it anymore yeah. and so first we don't have time for the opinions of others that's going to destroy us. And second, there's no time for jealousy or comparison. There's no time to look at someone else and say, oh, why did they get promoted? There's no time to see someone else and say, why is it that they got the opportunity that I wanted? Why is it that God is blessing them and I feel like I'm getting nothing? Why is it that they got a new Tesla and I'm still stuck with my Hyundai? (laughs) they're being elevated and I feel like I'm in the the same place I've always been let me tell you something jealousy will destroy every ounce of joy that you have in your life it will destroy every ounce of happiness that you have comparing what God is giving you to somebody else's lane is only a recipe for disaster I can't focus on what God is giving you.
0: Amen.
1: Now, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that God is blessing you. I'm thankful that God is doing something unique in your circumstance, and I want to rejoice with you. Your path may not be my path, but I can still rejoice with you. My path may be a little bit different. I may be in a Hyundai, but I promise you I got good gas mileage. I, 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 I may not have the same car that you do, but mine doesn't take a million dollars to fill up. I understand our paths are different, but God has blessed me with something right where I I am. Why did they get a Tesla? Why is it that they get to drive in a new fancy car and my car makes a bunch of weird noises when I try to turn it on? You're afraid who you're going to have to drive. Don't worry, I'll pull the car around. <laughs> You're afraid of what people are going to think of you. But I can't be jealous of your blessing. Because God has a blessing for me. It may not look like your blessing, but God has a blessing for me. And the moment I stop focusing on your green grass and start watering my own, I get to see something beautiful in my lane as well. The moment I stop worrying about your car and start doing my own oil change is the moment that I'm going to see some blessings in my life. I want to focus on the gifts that God has given me in my lane. Now, our lanes, very different. Some of you guys, it's just straight. Some of you guys have some mountains to overcome. Yes. Some of you guys have some bridges that you need to cross. Come on, somebody. You need to put some, some water under that bridge. Some of you guys are going different places that, that I may never. Some of you guys have some hurt In your past that that is still affecting where you're going. But I can't be jealous, and you can't be jealous of someone else's path because it seems easier. Because their path just seems like it's better. They get to go by the mountainside. I have to drive through the hood. Everyone's path is a little different. And the interesting thing is when we compare ourselves to other people, we are actually robbing ourselves of the fulfillment that God has already placed right in front of us. The quickest way to devalue what God has given you is to compare it to what God has given somebody else. The quickest way to devalue your family is to start comparing it to somebody else's family. The quickest way to devalue your car is to start looking at the 2023 models. The truth of the matter is the more you focus on what God is doing right in front of you, the more you get to feel this appreciation and joy of what he's already done. The more you begin to see how blessed you truly are but I'll never be able to see or experience that level of fulfillment and blessing if I'm focused on what God is doing in someone else's life and I'm comparing myself to someone who has a different calling and a different lane than me Mm. so leaders of our families how are we looking at what God has placed in front of us Men, how are we looking at our wives? Women, how are we looking at our husbands? How are we looking at our children? How are we looking at the house that God has blessed us with? Yes, I said blessed us with. Yeah, I, I know. I've lived on Beatty's Ford.
0: <laughs>
1: Some of y'all don't know where that is. <laughs> Beatty's Ford? Is that, is that near South Park?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's near North Lake Mall. <laughs> And we look at what God is doing with other people. But I promise you, the more that you begin to give attention to your spouse, the more you give attention to your children, the more you attend to your house, the more you begin begin to mow your own lawn, the more you'll feel blessed about what God has given you. I don't need someone else's family. I don't need someone else's car. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the things that God has placed in front of me. I'm thankful. The blessings. Your path is not the same as everyone else's because your path is a prescription. Yeah, amen your path was uniquely designed and built yes. for you sometimes it's not even about where we're going it's about the person we become before we get there sometimes it's not about where God has taken my ministry sometimes it's about the person I have to become to walk into that next level of life that God has for me sometimes when I focus on who I am I begin to become a better person You would never go to a doctor and ask for someone else's prescription. So don't go to God and ask for someone else's blessing. The blessing that he's given you, the path that he's given you is building you, it's healing you, it's making you, it's making you stronger, it's making you more like him, it's making you more loving, it's making you more understanding, where someone else's path may take you astray, but God has built this path for you. This path has me in its mind when God built this path he built it for me hey I may live on this side of town or I may live on that side of town but God gave me a house God gave me a family and he did it for me he knew exactly what I needed hey just because I'm here doesn't mean I'm gonna stay here but I'm where I belong and I'm living in my lane We are all tools in God's hand. Yes. God used your path because he knew that you're a unique instrument. He knew that there's something you can do that someone else cannot do.
0: Yeah.
1: He knew that if he gave you this lane that you're going to be able to reach some people that no one else ever will. Amen. Good. Imagine. Imagine going into a doctor's office. And you say, hey, have, have you ever performed this surgery before? And they're like, no, this is not my specialty. And then you're like, okay, well, do you know how to do it? And they say, I don't even know what tools to use. How many of you guys are going to stick around for that surgery? <laughs> Oh, I was about to say. (laughs) How many of you guys would say, all right, let's do it on faith? (laughs) No, you would get up. You would get out. And you would go somewhere else yes. because you understand that God uses specific people for specific reason with specific specialties yes. Yes. but when it comes to our lives we want to do everything
0: yeah.
1: I want to see what everyone else is doing and I want to do it too Yes. the first time I heard <clears throat> stay in your lane I heard it from my wife which I don't think that's a good thing <laughs> I remember we had went to, I believe it was a concert of some sort. And um, I also know when Nathan Mellix first came here, I remember thinking, man, he's such a beautiful singer. I want to sing.
0: <laughs>
1: and so I would subtly start singing more and more in the car. And I was like, we were dating at the time. I was like, you think, you think I can sing? <laughs> <laughs> You know when people give a smile to hide what they're really feeling? I was like, okay. And she was like, you just need to stay in your lane. (laughs) Hey, God has anointed you, but not for that. How dare she? And I remember thinking about that like, man. The more I focus on other people's gifting, the more I'm neglecting my own. When you're focused on your lane, you have no time for opinions, you have no time for jealousy, no time for comparison, but you also have no time for revenge. When I'm focused on what God is doing in my life, I know every one of us has experienced someone doing us wrong. Welcome to humanity. Welcome to life on earth. And sometimes we just want to make things right. Sometimes we want to correct a few. I know that God is going to correct all things in heaven, but I want to correct it on earth. (laughs) I want to make sure that the price is paid. But the truth of the matter is, I have to let that go. I have to forgive them. Ooh, that word hurts so bad. If, If... if forgiveness does not hurt you, as a word, like it just, it just makes you feel awkward, then you haven't been hurt bad enough. Because I promise you, when you get hurt bad and someone tells you just forgive them so nonchalantly, just forgive them, it feels like they're asking the world of you. Okay. But the truth of the matter is when I'm dedicated to my path, when I'm dedicated to what God is doing with me, I have no time to hold a grudge right. because it's going to take every ounce of energy, every ounce of intensity, every ounce of fervency to focus on the path that God has for me. I have no more energy to give to getting back at people.
0: Right. This
1: I have to focus on my path. When we compare with other people, you ever notice that we only compare benefits? We only compare strengths. We only compare blessings. But we never compare the price. We compare their Tesla. Can you guys tell I want a Tesla? (laughs) We compare their Tesla to our Toyota, but we never compare their note to ours. We never compare their payment to ours. Let me tell you something. If God were to give you a Tesla, but you did not have Tesla money, it is a curse to you. Let me tell you, the things that you're praying for, God's like... I could give it to you, but it's going to wreck you. Yeah. That's not in the lane for you. Why don't you wait a few years? Why don't you wait until you're ready for that blessing? The, a blessing outside of its time is just a curse. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. That's right.
1: When we focus on what God has given someone else, but we're not comparing our seasons. We're not comparing all the factors that go into getting what they have. Yeah, that's right. We only compare the blessing, the result, The last thing, when I'm focused on what God is doing in my heart, I have no time for gossip. I have no time for he said, she said. I have no time to speak ill of the people that God has put in my circle. I have no time to tear down. Do you guys know how much effort it is to tear someone down? It's a lot of work. I don't know. I've never done it. It's a lot of work. The same amount of effort that it takes you to tear someone down, you could be lifting someone else up. Amen. That energy that you put in putting someone else down could be used to raising somebody else up back to life. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I don't want to focus on tearing people down. I want to make sure that I'm lifting people up because gossip is a poison, not only to your spirit, but to mine. And I have to protect my lane. Yeah. I have to protect my calling. Yeah. I remember. When I used to live in California, there was this beautiful road, a beautiful road that led home. And where I went to school and where I lived was about a 30 minute drive. And I would beg my mom to go down this road. It was the most beautiful, picturesque, road scenic route i have ever been on it was right near the mountains it was right on the cusp of the mountains it was extremely green there was golf courses there was these these buildings that looked like castles that overlooked the valley it was so beautiful and i remember every night on our way home i'd ask my mom please let's take this route And my mom was like, nah, it adds more time to our route. And for me as a kid, I I wasn't thinking about time. What do you mean, more time to our route? And my mom had just worked a full day's work. And she just wanted to get home. And I didn't understand that. In my little head, I'm like, mom. You worked only eight hours. (laughs) There's 24 hours in the day. (laughs) Why are you worried about 10 minutes? (laughs) Sometimes we choose to go through detours. Sometimes we choose to go through different paths because we choose preference over progress. And uh, yeah, I'll get I'll get to my destination someday. I'll serve in the dream team someday. Yeah, I'll teach Sunday school someday. I'll join the worship team Sunday, but for right now, I just like sitting on the pew. They're nice, they they got a cushion. When was the last time you thank God for cushioned seats? No more hard wood. They made it nice and easy for me. But sometimes that comfort will stop us from reaching where God wants us to go. We need to have a sense of urgency that says, you know what, God, I know where you're calling me and I want to get there. I want to make sure that I'm putting progress over my own preference. I want to go this way, Lord, but nevertheless, I choose your way.
0: Amen. That's
1: And last, last to last to last to last. We have to be invested. We have to be invested where we are. Not distracted, invested. Not worried about other people, invested. Not gossiping, invested. You know... All of my years in youth ministry, children's ministry, every ministry that I've ever been a part of, I have never heard a young person worried about the stock market. Never. I've never seen this happen. I've never heard someone come to youth and be like, man, have you heard what the stock market is doing? I've never heard a young person talk about taxes, ever. Never, ever. Why? Because they don't pay them. Why are they not worried about the stock market? I'll tell you why. Because they don't have no money. (laughs) That's my testimony, Lord. (laughs) And so what do we do? We're like, ah, they'll learn someday. And, And they will. But here's the truth. Until you're invested in something, once you get your first 401k, then it's, Oh my goodness, have you guys seen this recession? <laughs> you guys know what the economy's doing by your 401k. Oh, oh, it's bad. It's real bad. But the truth of the matter is, when you're invested, you begin to see things a little bit differently. When you're invested into the church, you begin to care about its outcome. When you're invested into your family, you begin to care a little bit.
0: Yes, praise
1: God. We want more than anything to be invested in the path and the lane that you've chosen for us. To be focused, determined, and steadfast right where you are. Musicians, if you would come. I think for a lot of people, it becomes really, really, really easy to look at our path and then to quit on it. Yeah, I know that I'm called to this. I know that this is my journey. I know that this is where I'm supposed to go. But the hills are just too steep. I, I understand that this road is not always going to be easy, but does it have to be this hard? The truth is, when you're focused on what God's doing, you have to have a little bit of want to, a little bit of I'm never going to quit, a little bit of God, I'm in this to the end. And when you have that in your heart, something beautiful happens. Those things that were hurting you, those things that were an inconvenience to you, those things that you felt like you would never be able to get past, you begin to see them as a blessing. that's good. You begin to see them as the prescription that God has given you. You begin to see that mountain as an opportunity to get stronger. You start to see that bridge as an opportunity for a breeze. You begin to see everything that you're going through as a blessing from God. Because I know that all things work together. Oh, come on, somebody. If you can't preach on that, then then I'm not doing my, my job. Listen, I see what's in front of me. Yes. And I choose to see it as good. I choose to see every struggle as a blessing. I didn't get the job, all right. I get to build a better resume. The project was canceled, okay. I get to work on the next one. That door was closed, all right, I may not have liked it anyway. That person rejected me, all right, God has someone better. That door that I wanted to force open automatically opened with God's permission. Why? Because I was patient, because I was focused, because I was devoted. And I did not allow myself to look to the left or to the right. I did not allow my foot to step in evil. Gossip is evil. Rejection, I understand. Revenge, it's evil. I did not allow myself to be distracted by those things. But instead, I focused on what God had right in front of me. If you would all stand I look at every aspect of my journey I want to see it for the blessing that it truly is I want to see it for what God is truly doing in my life I don't want to see it as an imposition or a restriction I don't want to see these lines as 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 a reason for me not to do something I want to see My calling, my passion, my lane as an opportunity to serve with greatness and love as an opportunity to do it with strength and an opportunity to build who I am and focus on what God has given me. Amen? If you understand what I'm saying, why don't you just give the Lord a hand clap? Why don't you just take a second and say, God, I love the lane that you put me in. I love what you're doing in my heart. I love where I'm going. I love where I'm at, Lord Jesus. And I want to let you know that I'm focused on what you're doing. Before we head out of here, I want to bless you guys out. I want to pray over you. And all of you guys that have lunch plans and all that good stuff, I want you to take a second and tell somebody, I respect your path. And I love you for being different. I love you for who you are. You know, we're a little bit weird. Did you know that? We're all made a little bit different. The Bible says that we're a peculiar people. You know what that means? That means we're a little bit (laughs) different. But God made you that way on purpose. God made you that way because there's something he has for you that's not going to be like everybody else, and I want to rejoice in your path, amen, amen, God, I pray over this congregation this morning, I ask that you would help them feel that contentment and that love and that joy for right where they are, help them to see the things that you placed in their hand, Lord Jesus, as an opportunity. Grow as an opportunity to love. I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to see the value of the things that you're doing in our lives and help us, Lord Jesus, to grow in a new way and take us to a new level, take us further into our journey, Lord Jesus. I pray these things in Jesus' name and let the church say, Amen. God bless you. You guys can be dismissed if you have something. We're willing to pray for you in Jesus' name.
0: For listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area,